Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. On end and NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Two to go in 2022 as we begin to celebrate our champions as we've done the last couple of weeks here on the show. Of course, my name is Chris Wilner, pit reporter for MRN here at the home of the Motor Racing Network, Concord, North Carolina. Kyle Ricky out in Killingly, Connecticut's got the hoodie on. Uh, very relaxed this week, Kyle, as things begin to slow down. Boy, there was a lot to talk about on the NASCAR national side of things, but relatively quiet, although we had a heck of a race out at Martinsville Speedway to wrap up the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour Series for 2022. I don't even think I could have scripted uh, what went on those final five laps or so, really the whole night as Corey LaJoy dominated that race, but boy, things took a turn there at the end, and uh, unfortunately for, or fortunately for your point leader, John McKennedy, walked out with the championship. I don't know how he did, but uh, I think that set the stage for the rest of the week, what did you think? Yeah, he had quite the moment getting turned in front of the field uh, on the backstretch in turn three when the top four cars came together, McKennedy being one of them while battling for the race lead. Um, chaos on, on the backstretch. Uh, what was a pretty wild NASCAR wheel and modified tour season finale. We expected that going back to Martinsville. And uh, yeah, it didn't disappoint. McKennedy uh, had the point lead going in. And had it coming out, but not by much. Uh, single digits among the top three at the end of that night. So uh, one of the tighter point battles that we have seen and a brand new NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion. First time in nine years it hasn't been either Doug Covey or Justin Bonsignor. Yeah, incredible statistic right there, as Kyle just mentioned. Of course, we will have our newly crowned champion on the show in segment number two, so stick around for that. John McKennedy is going to join us, talk everything about Martinsville and, of course, his championship run in 2022. And, of course, Kyle, I mentioned at the top of the show, set the stage for I think what was probably the most talked about weekend in whole in NASCAR racing history when you look at everything that started on Thursday night with the mod race all the way through the cup race on Sunday uh, not a lack of action and not a lack of things to talk about, for sure. No, certainly uh, some uh, finishes that no doubt will be talked about for years to come. Uh, maybe not for the good in the NASCAR Xfinity Series on Saturday. Everybody, I'm sure, still feeling for poor Brandon Jones. And then the move of, uh, of the lifetime on Sunday, move of the century, as somebody called it uh, during post-race uh, by Ross Chastain. Uh, whoever thought that that move would work? Um, apparently, I've listened to some interviews in the last couple of days. They've tested it on simulators. Um, just, you know, what if we tried this at places like Martinsville? And I think Phoenix came up as well. New Hampshire, you know, some of the flat tracks where you're, you're slow on the bottom, but you could probably build up a full head of steam against the outside wall. But nobody is out, outside of what Carl Edwards really ever tried it. Maybe Kyle Larson last year um, and made it work. Yeah. Until Ross Chastain on, on Sunday. I mean, I did it on NASCAR Thunder 2004, but I mean, that was a long time ago. So anyways, 
lots to talk about. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, he even said GameCube, I think it was. Man, remember GameCube? Something else. All right, well, let's get to our winners of the week. Of course, this list gets a little bit shorter as things have wrapped up majorly across, especially here on the East Coast. But let's go back to Martinsville, Kyle, and Corey LaJoy's big victory. Here's a guy who really doesn't run modifieds really much anymore. I know he has in the past. I think his last win was Atlanta 2010 in the uh, NASCAR Wheeland Southern Tour. But he comes out to Martinsville, gets a grandfather clock. Obviously, his brother was the jack man on his pit crew, Casey. Uh, you talk about just a guy with limited experience, but car of the night, probably even the weekend, just in terms of his long run speed, got mired back in the pack after a lengthy pit stop there late in the race. But uh, what else can you say about Corey LaJoy? Although the talk then comes to what happened there with two laps to go before our final restart, getting in the back of eventual points champion John McKennedy and turning him. Jimmy Blewett was involved, Kyle Bontenure. Uh, overall, though, a win for Corey LaJoy is not going to certainly forget. It's been a hard season on Sundays, but for Corey, that's got to be a big momentum booster just to get a win of any kind, let alone at Martinsville in a modified. Yeah, morale booster, no doubt, uh, for Corey, a third-generation driver whose grandfather, uh, Don, found so much success in modified racing up here in the Northeast. Uh, many, many, many race wins and track championships at tracks that uh, no longer, sadly, exist here <laughs> In Connecticut, has found some success at the Stafford Motor Speedway, and he's also one of the few drivers that have cleared the guardrail and gone out of the park at Stafford in the Spring Sizzler many years ago. So to be able to keep that family tradition alive was pretty cool on, on Thursday night to see Corey back in victory lane, celebrating with that grandfather clock in what was, like you mentioned, a, a wild finish. Uh, but yeah, first NASCAR Wheeland modified tour win after picking up that Southern win many years ago down in Atlanta. All right, what do we have for our second winner, Kyle? I can only imagine it comes from uh, the state of Tennessee uh, this past week in the big All-America 400. I was going to go out of order, but I will now go back in order since you <laughs> set me up. Yeah, Stephen Nassi picking up a wild win in the All-American 400, picking up the race win in the 300-lap super late model race, uh, held off a late challenge from Luke Fenhaus who later was disqualified uh, during post-race tech. Uh, Gio Ruggiero also had a great podium run, ultimately finishing in the second spot. But how about that wreck with, what is it, Austin Nason on the front stretch? Yeah. I have never seen a super late model spin on a short track and get air. Yeah, me neither. Remnants of what we've seen on the NASCAR side of things at places like Talladega when the air gets up underneath the race car. Uh, but luckily, everybody was able to walk away from that wreck. William Sawalich was involved. Uh, kind of the turning point, like you said, for the race. I think Matt Craig was even sent to the tail after getting refired. And he said, how was I called for that when I was the leader of the race, yet sent to the tail? So interesting to see how that went down. A lot of tempers flared uh, because of that call. But nevertheless, Stephen Nassie was able to just work his way from 22nd. Didn't even get a lap until qualifying because they had rear-end issues, which just seemed to plague that Jet Motorsports team over the course of the year, but nevertheless methodically worked his way up and was able to drive inside the top five, setting himself up there at the end when the leaders got together. So how about Steven Nassi, Kyle? Snowball Derby is right around the corner a couple months away, and you've picked up not only the Winchester 400, now the All-America 400 as you go into the winter months. That's got to be huge for momentum. And I know they were talking on the broadcast that weren't sure uh, if somebody had picked up all three races in a single season. So Stephen could be the first to do that. Uh, we'll find out here coming up in about, what, a month's time when we head down to Pensacola. 
Quickly to wrap up my winners of the week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, I'm going to go with Eddie McDonald. Shout out to the past season finale winner that we had this past weekend up in your neck of the woods, the Waterford Speed Bowl, as they close their 2022 season. Second win of the year for Eddie. That series has seen 10 different winners in 18 races in 2022. So for Eddie, I know it's the second win of the season, but it is an elite company this year when it came to multi-time winners. Just a couple different drivers have done so. Ryan Kuhn picked up the North title for 2022, courtesy of a fourth-place finish. But Eddie's been a guy who's been up front all season long, picking up his second win. And, of course, to to lock out or to you know finish up the year with a win is huge as well. Kyle, who else is on your list as we wrap up our winners of the week? Yeah, I'll wrap up the list with Derek Luchaki, also at the New London Waterford Speed Bowl, picked up the season finale victory for the American Canadian Tour as the ACT program wrapped up their southern New England swing that started a few weeks back at Thompson, continued last week at Seekonk. Derek also ran well last week, uh, running a modified as well, and then picked up the win in a field that saw nearly 40 cars try to attempt for the 28 starting spot. So um, I was skeptical uh, when the the event was announced late in the season, in fact, late in the summer, uh, that the ACT and the past tours would be running at the New London Waterford Speed Bowl. One, is it too late? And two, is it too far for most of these northern New England teams to travel? But both had full fields, both had great races, and congratulations to Derek on picking up the win and holding off series champion DJ Shaw in the process. What a race. Congratulations to our winners of the week. Quick shout-outs of the week, our honorable mentions. I'm going to go for Jake Bowman as we go back down to Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. And the Pro Late Model Ranks picked up his first career Pro Late Model win at Nashville, courtesy of what we saw uh, in the really the big All-America 400. A wreck with the leaders again late in the race. This time, Jackson Boone and Cole Williams got together. Cole Williams spun around on the back straightaway and able to knife his way through was Jake Bowman to pick up a win for Rackley War, too. Hadn't picked up a win for the Rackley War team, so good to see them back in victory lane on the late model levels. Again, huge win for Jake, but of course, on the Pro Late Model Championship side, Dylan Fetcha, we talked about him tons and tons of times this season, was one of the up-and-coming youngsters here this year, locked up the 2022 Nashville Fairgrounds Pro Late Model Championship. Kyle, your honorable mention this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Anthony Nocella. Uh, finished fifth on Thursday night. Good top five run at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. Then made the trip to the New London Waterford Speed Bowl and won the New England Super Modified feature event, holding off another open wheel ace in Matt Swanson. So a good double dip weekend for Anthony Nocella, who's had a great year behind the wheel of not only uh, an open wheel modified, but also a, uh, a modified with a wing on it and a Super Modified. Absolutely. Congratulations to our winners and our honorable mentions here this week on NASCAR Coast to Coast. John McKennedy, our newly crowned NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour champion of 2022, is on the other side of the break when we come back here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Napa. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Napa! Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go race. 
From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Flow Racing. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. It's what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR weekly racing series, drag racing, off-road, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Joining us is our newly crowned 2022 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion, Jonathan McKennedy. Congratulations, Jonathan. I know it's been a whirlwind of the last probably 48 hours or so since picking up the win this past weekend, or really about a week now once this episode airs. Uh, Walk me through the emotions uh, when you took the checkered flag. Obviously, it was a crazy last couple of laps. We don't know what was happening with the championship when you found yourself turned around there in a late race wreck. But once you knew you had it, walk me through what that moment was like. Uh, it was unbelievable. You know, it took a few seconds to really sink in. Um, but definitely a lot of emotion, you know, talk about going from an extremely high to a low and back to a high all within just a few minutes. You know, here we are leading Martinsville with just a few laps to go. You know, we had a great car. The, the pit crew did awesome. They got me out first. And, you know, we had that restart and um, the cars behind me looked like they boggled up. Corey got into my right rear, sent me in the Jimmy and Jimmy and I go off spinning and crashing and the whole field drives by me and one car drives right over the front of me. And I just couldn't believe it. Um, we go from leading to wrecked and my whole season just flashed between my eyes. And I uh, got the car restarted as fast as I could. And I, you know, I drove back off. All the wheels were still on it, luckily. And we were able to get a good enough finish to, to win the championship. Thank God. So at that point, uh, during the caution, and then just a couple of green flag laps that followed, because it took a while to clean up that incident that happened within the final 10 laps, did you want to know? where you were and, and where everybody else was in relation to, uh, to number the, to, to the, you, the point leader. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was hard though. Right. Cause you know, there's so many cars out there. There's a lot of lap cars still mixed in between everyone. Um, it, it took us probably to like almost coming to the green to finally realize where we had to be. Yep. And even Coming to the green, it was still chaos. There was cars trying to get under me three wide, under yellow on the back straightaway, and everyone just seemed to have a hard time blending where they needed to restart. So it was extremely difficult and trying to stay focused. And um, by no means were we in a safe spot. I was still in a very vulnerable spot where I was somewhere in that, I don't even know, 13th, 14th position. And I see Eric, you know, good deal up there, I think in the second row. 
Um, a lot going through my mind and just thank God it all worked out in our favor and we were able to get it, you know, I think we ended up 11th or a 12th place finish and it was good enough to, to win the 2022 Modified Championship. Was it almost bittersweet, though, knowing that you could have walked it off with a championship and a grandfather clock? Obviously, the championship is the big picture deal, but, I mean, was it kind of disappointing, the fact that you didn't walk away with the big trophy as well? Or, or once everything kind of settled and you knew you were the champion, it was at least a little bit of a sigh of relief? It was very disappointing, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, Martinsville... You know, everyone talks about that grandfather clock, all the history there. That's a big race for the Modifieds. You know, Martinsville, we race up in New Hampshire, you know, with NASCAR weekend. Those are our two big, big races of the year. And, yeah, I'm not going to lie, that that one stung. We were in a great spot, you know, when um, it's just very unfortunate we had taken out there. And, yeah, it's just, it's hard to believe, but luckily, big picture, we were able to still win the points, and that was ultimately our goal going into the race was trying not to put ourselves in a bad situation. We knew the few cars that we were racing, you know, Ronnie Silk, Eric Goodbeal, Justin Bonsignor, ultimately, those were the three cars we were racing. Um, you know, even though there was over 30 cars in the race, those were our cars we had in mind that we had to try to stay around or beat, and, uh, you know, we were, we were able to do that all day, all day, everyone on the Middle sex number 79, uh, gave me a great car, and we had good speed. Talk about the second half of the season in a moment, but I want to go back to the first, I believe, six races. Uh, some highs and lows. Uh, second place finish at Lee, I believe, but you had a couple of mid-pack finishes outside of the top 15 at Riverhead and Mananak, uh, if memory serves. Uh, how, would, how would you have rated the team after that first six races or so before we really got into the summer stretch yeah it was tough like you said we started off the uh, pretty strong you know the opener at new summer i think we were third or fourth yep. um lee we ended up second and then after that it was a struggle we had a few races we really struggled i mean we not only were we like we were a mid-pack car we were a mid-pack car but a lap or two down um, trying some different stuff and it just wasn't working, really struggling. And it got to the point, probably maybe almost mid season, we almost thought, you know, maybe we should take a race or two off, regroup. Um, just it, it was tough, but luckily we stuck with it. We, we dug hard, everyone put a lot of work into it. We found some answers, I think, to, you know, make our cars better and. We had a good summer stretch there. I feel like probably five or six races in a row, you know, we ran top five, led some laps. We ended up winning a race at Claremont. And ultimately that's when our season kind of, you know, changed for the good. I'd say um, sometime around like that end of July, early August, things were actually looking pretty good. And we just stuck with it and just gave it, you know, a hundred percent effort and, it all worked out and I'm, I'm very thankful everyone stuck behind the deal and it was tough. This modified tour deal is an extremely tough division. It brings out the best of you, not only as a driver, but everyone around you, the pit crew, um, you know, just all the preparation in between races, you know, trying to get the guys to the shop and do live pit practice it, it's a lot of work and, you know, they were able to do that. And all year they had great pit stops. Their pit stop at Martinsville, 
Um, if we could have finished it off there and not got wrecked at the end, you know, we win the race. It comes down to them. They got me out first. You know, we came in the pit six. We did one off pit road. And um, it's just, it's a huge, a huge team effort. And I don't think the average person realizes how much goes into it, even at this level of short track racing. Um, so, yeah, it's just an amazing year. I'm very fortunate, very lucky. I got some great car owners, Tim and Cheryl Lupine, and I got a, you know, a good group of guys behind me. Yeah, so you mentioned the summer stretch. You picked up a win at Claremont. When did all of a sudden championship kind of become the primary focus? And did you change the way you got or that, that you drove knowing that that was the ultimate goal? Because for a good chunk of the back half of the summer, obviously into the fall, the points were super tight in the top five. And you could see Justin working his way up from, you know, a bad start to the year. And obviously you and Ronnie were right there for much of the back half of the season. So did, did that change the way you drove and approached races, especially the back part of the season after getting the victory lane at Claremont? Uh, honestly, not really. I mean, you know, every race we try to do the best we can, obviously. And, um, you know, that's all you can do. And you hope the points kind of take care of themselves, I feel like. But, you know, maybe going into like the last race, you know, Martinsville, I was certainly trying to be a little bit more conservative knowing the situation. Um, you know, we had a really good car and, you know, the first probably hundred laps of that race, I was just being real cautious who I was racing around and, you know, make the pass when I could nice and clean, get it over with done. I did not want to put myself on a bad spot. So yeah, really most of the year it's, you know, every race you kind of treat it the same, but Martinsville was a little bit different. Like I said, I was trying to be cautious and, um, you know, we went 192 laps without a, a single rub or a dent from the car. And unfortunately we got, you know, taken out there at the end, but it is what it is. That's racing. And, um, you know, we'll move on from it, but yeah, it's still, it's, it still hasn't totally sunk in yet, but it, it slowly is. You ran 13 of 16 races a year ago. Uh, the only other full season that you ran was two years ago. Uh, you finished second in points, nine races that year in a shortened year because of the pandemic. Uh, 16 events this year. Did you did you feel it a bit more? Was a little bit of more wear and tear being your long, your longest season on the tour? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, you know, more races, obviously. But at the end of the day, you know, I... I I work and prepare on these cars, you know, full-time during the week. So, um, you know, I'm very hands-on and I also race, you know, the Isma Super Modified when I can. So you add that in as well as a few open tour type modified races, you know, it's, it's not a 16 race schedule. It's more, you know, like 20 to 24 races a year. And again, you know, in the garage, you know, 40, 50 hours a week preparing these cars. So it was a lot for sure. And, you know, I look back the last few years driving with the Wheel and Modified Tour. You know, I was very lucky to, to drive with Tommy Baldwin. And that was a, a great deal for me, a great opportunity. It was pretty much one of those deals, short with my helmet bag. And Tommy and all his guys, you know, kind of prepared the car during the week. And, you know, I, um, you know, and congratulations to Tommy, too. A hardworking guy, well-respected. You know, he won the Owners Championship. I'm very happy for him awesome group of guys over there. And um, I still remember the day Tommy called me a few years ago to drive his car. I was uh, in a 10 wheel hauling gravel and out of the clear blue, I have a North Carolina number calling and it's Tommy. And um, he says, Hey, McKennedy, it's Baldwin. I want to, I want to try you out at New Samara for speed weeks. And if you do well, the ride's yours for the year. 
And what do you know? We go out there for speed weeks the first night. We win the pole, win the race. And, um, you know, our next tour race out was Myrtle Beach. Win the pole, win the race. So long story short, I'm just I'm very grateful and um, fortunate enough to be, you know, surrounded by good people and a guy like Tommy. And, you know, he kind of got my ball, I guess you could say, rolling on the modified tour last year. So he got me a lot of experience at all these tracks and racing with these guys. And, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate. And, again, congratulate, congratulations to Tommy. Um, them guys worked hard. I know before you've called yourself kind of an underdog in this series, especially now going for a championship this year, moving away from Tommy, joining with the Lapines, getting kind of this new program underway. How rewarding is it you, to you now to join the names of Justin Bonsignor and Ronnie Silk as a tour champion? I mean, that's an exclusive club. So has that part sunk in uh, to what that means to be a part of, of those top names now coming into this year kind of as an underdog? Yeah, it's slowly sinking in. You know, I at Martinsville up on the stage, you get to look at that big trophy and you see all the names on that thing engraved and, you know, going back to whatever, 20, 30 years ago, some big, big names. And to say my name now is finally on that trophy is very satisfying. It's a, it's a great accomplishment. And, um, you know, I'm just fortunate to have a great group of people behind me to get me to this point. Um, I will say though, it's, I feel like it's the icing on the cake for me as far as racing in the Northeast. You know, I've been fortunate enough again to, to win in many other modified racing series, divisions, the tri-track series, as well as the Isma Super Modifieds, multiple championships, but to win this one is by far the best, most satisfying. And I'm just extremely happy, um, in a way, I almost feel like my career is almost completed in the Northeast, as weird as that may sound. It's just, it's great. And, um, yeah, it's, just, it's a great feeling to have your name on that trophy with so many of the great, you know, legendary modified drivers over the years. It's, it's awesome. I guess my final question for you is, you know, what about 2023? What's next? Do you, is the plan to come back? full-time and run what looks to be a very full schedule next year of 19 races that was announced last Thursday. Yes, it's, uh, it's a busy schedule for sure. Um, but to get to your question, honestly, we don't really know what our plans are yet. You know, my car owner, Tim told me to take a few weeks off from the race shop, enjoy it. And uh, we're going to get together here in a few weeks, sit down as a team and figure out what we want to do for 2023. And, um, hopefully in a few more weeks, we'll have a better direction on what we're doing. So how do you enjoy this championship? I mean, what, what's the off season look like? Obviously, you know, on this show, we like to talk about, you know, the next race and what's going on, but for you to have some time away, what does that look like in terms of celebrating with, you know, you and your family? Yeah. You know, just getting together with some friends, some guys in the crew, hanging out, just some time, just kind of having some time away, obviously from a racetrack and, you know, looking at a race car, you know, um, every day I feel like we've looked at every day for like the last six months so yeah just kind of doing I guess you could say more normal life stuff and catching up with friends and family that you know I haven't really been able to see much lately the last six or seven months just due to all the commitment it takes to race and to do it right so yeah it'll be nice here to have a few weeks off and um, get to enjoy with some people I haven't seen in a while 
Well, congratulations once again. It was so much fun to watch, so much fun to follow your journey to being a champion this year in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Enjoy the offseason and looking forward to catching up next year, uh, no matter what your plans may be. Yeah, thanks, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, that's Jonathan McKennedy, your 2022 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion. And he did it in style this year, all the way down to the final lap, taking home the championship at Martinsville. That Coming up next, we've got our Go With The Flow calendar as we check out the races for this week as we wind down the 2022 season on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Racing. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track. For race fans everywhere, subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. It's what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR weekly racing series, drag racing, off-road, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Just wrapped up our conversation with Jonathan McKennedy, your 2022 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion. And speaking of which, Kyle, obviously he alluded to next year being a little bit more intensive if he goes full-time racing again with the Tour. 19 races being released here last week, right after we aired uh, last week's episode of Coast to Coast. So let's dive into it real quick. 19 race slate compared to 16 this year. Obviously some familiar stops like we've had uh, in 2022 with three trips to Riverhead, obviously a return to Richmond, New Hampshire, and wrapping up the year at Martinsville. But what caught my eye, Kyle, two trips to, uh, I believe, Thompson next year, and then we've got uh, North Wilkesboro. How about that? That's going to be a massive weekend in conjunction with NASCAR All-Star Weekend at North Wilkesboro. So what are your thoughts on the schedule? I love it. Uh, 19 races, I think, right around where the tour needs to be. I've always said between 18 and, and 20, so 19 is – Perfectly fit right there in the middle. Starts February 11th at New Smyrna Speedway. Once again, love that the, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour has joined that week of racing down at New Smyrna. All the teams, for the most part, uh, were down there running the, the five nights, Monday through Friday during uh, Speed Week. So uh, for the tour to be an added addition a couple of years ago has been fantastic. 
Love that we're going to North Wilkesboro Speedway. It'll be interesting to see what that track looks like in the spring uh, when the NASCAR Cup Series and the NASCAR Trucks race there, part of All-Star Weekend, along with a host of late model events uh, that was just added this week. Uh, the Modifieds going to North Wilkesboro will be fun. Smart Modified Tour used to race there back in the 90s uh, before the track was shut down. And then again, when they reopened very briefly, and I believe 2010, uh, the Smart Mods ran one event there. So it'll be nice to see uh, the NASCAR Wheeland Modified Tour there for the first time on September 30th. Uh, you mentioned Riverhead. Lancaster's back on the schedule for the second time in series history. First time since, I believe, 2021. Uh, they did not race at Lancaster this year. So uh, going to be a full schedule. It's going to be a busy schedule. And uh, hearing more teams could be joining the tour as well. So uh, 2023 looks very promising for NASCAR's oldest division. Certainly does. Seekonk, Monadnock, you name it, Wall, they're back on the schedule as well. So should be a great 2023. Again, kicking off Sunday, Saturday, February 11th, a part of Speed Week's down there at New Smyrna. All right, go with the flow calendar, Kyle. It's beginning to get a little bit smaller each and every week here as we have two uh, two shows to go here in 2022. But we do wrap up our final series for the Arkham Menards West Division out at Phoenix, of course, part of Championship Weekend for the NASCAR Top 3 National Series. But the Arca West finale is going to be the Desert Diamond Casino 100, kicking things off Friday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So morning start in Phoenix, and that coverage you can hear on the Motor Racing Network. Jake Drew, all he has to do is take the green flag to take home a championship. It's been a dominating season for him. But, Kyle, the entry list is loaded when you look at some of the racers that have picked up multiple race wins across the ARCA series, including Sammy Smith, uh, Taylor Gray, who won this race in March. Uh, it seemingly could be a race that really could be interesting when you look at the dominant Jake Drew and Tanner Reif versus some of the guys that we've watched on the East Coast schedule as part of the East and the National Series. What do you think? Yep, 32 cars on the entry list right now. You mentioned some of them. Sammy Smith, Landon Pembleton, going to make a, a start on fr uh, yeah, Friday. Jesse Love, Carson Hosevar on the entry list. Parker Chase, uh, Katie Hedinger is going to give it a shot. So uh, I believe her first big track experience uh, in an Arca Menards West Series card there at Phoenix. So going to be a great race. Uh, the points, for the most part, all he has to do, uh, talking about Jake Drew, is start the event, and he will be this year's uh, Arca West Series championship after losing it last year in a tiebreaker with Jesse Love. So uh, quite the, the change this year for Jake. So it's going to be a great race. Uh, here on the Motor Racing Network, part of the big double header of racing with the Camping World Truck Series deciding their championship later on in the evening. That's right. So once again, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Friday on MRN, the ARCA West Series finale. A couple other races going on across the country. The Show Me the Money Series at Montgomery wrapping up their 2022 campaign. You can watch that Saturday afternoon. And then the Die Edge Carolina Micro Showdown. When this uh, episode airs, we will be on the finale night. So prelim night Tuesday and the 10,000 win championship finale on Wednesday. Again, it is a dirt race, but lots of NASCAR stars taking part in it. Jesse Love is going after the $10,000 to win before he hops on a plane and goes for the ARCA West race out at Phoenix. Uh, we've got a prelude to the World of Outlaws series finale at the Charlotte Dirt Track coming up this weekend. So a lot of big names across World of Outlaws racing. Uh, NASCAR late models, obviously, we've talked about 
some of our roots racers running uh, on a weekly basis that I've gotten to watch up at Millbridge on Dirt Vision uh, when it comes to the likes of Raja Karuth, Carson Hosevar, uh, a number of others that have taken part. William Swalich has even run a late model, or excuse me, a micro several times this year. So we'll see who shows up this week. But again, anytime you get $10,000 on the line on a uh, kind of grassroots style racing event, it's going to be huge. So look forward to that. If you have Dirt Vision, check it out. Uh, this week and then obviously a lot of racing on flow a lot of dirt racing is going on too kyle what else is on uh, your tap for the weekend i let's see this weekend i have nothing this weekend the arca west series and all the championships in phoenix you mentioned yep. the world finals in charlotte i don't know if i have enough devices to to watch it all at the same time and listen here on the motor racing network but uh this is it this is the one of the last uh, if not the last big weekend of the year at least on the national level uh, a couple of short track events left with Snowball Derby a few weeks up the road, but uh, it's beginning to button things up here. Yeah, we certainly are. A couple big race weekends coming up in two weeks when we wrap up NASCAR Coast to Coast for 2022. Of course, that being the rescheduled Hickory Fall Brawl. And of course, uh, also talking about the big race at Florence where Dale Jr. is going to run in coming up uh, here in two weeks. We'll talk more about that next week. Of course, plenty of racing on flow. And of course, Motor Racing Network is your home for NASCAR Championship Weekend uh, starting again on Friday afternoon with the Arkham Menard Series West Championship Finale. That follows by cup practice at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, the NASCAR Camping World Trucks wrap up their 2000. 22 season with their championship four race lucas oil 150 9 30 p.m eastern so have that extra cup of coffee on friday and then of course saturday we have our nascar cup series qualifying show at 3 30 eastern followed by the nascar xfinity series championship race at 5 30 p.m eastern of course sunday it all comes down to this the championship four for the cup series two o'clock eastern with nascar live race day on the Motor Racing Network. So chock full of championship action on MRN. Of course, all the local levels as well. Kyle, enjoy it. I will be tuning into everything and also uh, maybe even checking out some of the World Finals action here in Charlotte. Yeah, going to be fun. You're right up the road from the uh, Charlotte yep. Dirt Track. It's an incredible event. Was able to attend uh, several times uh, in its uh, first few years of, of running down there with all three of the big national divisions, the late models, the modifies, and of course the sprint cars. So it's going to be fun. And then the other eye will be glued on what's happening in the Arizona desert. That's right. And of course, here next week on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, our final episode of 2022. So we'll talk all things championship weekend. We may even have some NASCAR roots veterans and graduates like Josh Berry and Ty Majeski possibly take home a NASCAR championship. So we'll discuss all that next week. But until then, for our producer, Craig Moore, and Kyle Ricky, my name is Chris Wilner. Thanks for tuning in to NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Flow Racing. We'll wrap things up with championship talk next week.